Yo, what's up? And welcome to episode 99 of Throwback Hoops. My name is Rob Clayton, and joining me is my main man, Woody V. What's going on, Robbie? Good to be here, mate. Episode 99, did you hear that? I heard it, man. So, I heard it. So close to that century. It seems funny, doesn't it? I remember when we started this, we I think my daughter was saying after about episode 20 that she wanted to come on, and I sort of jokingly said, oh, if we make it to episode 100, you can come on or something. So I can't believe we're one episode away. Um, yeah, just wanted to really thank everyone that has been with us throughout the journey. Um, just a reminder, if you're not already, just make sure you like and subscribe on YouTube, or if you listen to the audio, where all good podcasts are found. So uh, we'll talk a little bit about that 100th show, uh, maybe later on in this episode, Woods, and what we've got planned for that. Yep. But, um, Otherwise, we've got a pretty um, action-packed show um, today for you. We've got a lot of NBA to talk about, um, some NBL. So you're rocking a, a brand new jersey there, and you've got a few thoughts on that. Yep. Um, well, let's um, let's take it away as we always do. Why don't you, you tell us about the jersey sure. you're today? So Woods are standing up rocking the Sydney Kings DC-themed Jonah Bolden jersey. Loving that one, Woods. That's um, that's got to be one of the better um, DC themed ones. Yeah, um, I, I, like I, I like it. I like that one. I like matching it. hat too. I like it. Yeah. And I got a lot of love for love for this, this jersey yesterday, man. So I think uh, the 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 feedback has been positive. Um, just a little bit about Jonah Bolden, product of Homebush Boys, man. You know, um, obviously son of the great Bruce Bolden. Uh, went to UCLA for a few years. I think three years at UCLA and ended up being the 36th overall pick in the second round of the 2017 NBA draft. Um, Played overseas for a bit for Maccabi Tel Aviv before joining Philadelphia, um, spent some time in the G League, played for the Phoenix Suns, and after three years uh, where he uh, you know, dabbled in cryptocurrency and almost retired from the game, uh, come back and, and uh, really um, show that he still got what it takes after having that time away from the game. We spoke about it last week. Uh, how uh, this could be a one and done for him. And he showed it again yesterday, um, his ability to stretch the floor. And um, I think he needs to start from now on for the Kings, right? Yeah, yeah I think so. I mean, one thing I noticed yesterday, Woods, it is remarkable how much he looks like his father. I was yeah. kind of just watching him on TV. He's like a dead ringer for, for his dad, Bruce, there, which is um, it's pretty funny to see, isn't it? But um, yeah, I think you're right. I think make the most of it. You've got that jersey, wear it as, you know, with pride for the rest of the season. Because, yeah, why aren't they starting him? Yeah, I don't know, man. I think they're like, Jordan Hunter was supposed to start until Jonah Bolden found his foot and his rhythm. Um, And, you know, we'll talk about it later, but uh, there's reasons I believe that Jonah Bolden should be starting ahead of Jordan Hunter, Mm. right? Yeah. And tell me, Woods, because I wonder as well, you mentioned the crypto thing. Is that definitely the 100% true story why he stepped away? There wasn't anything else sort of in the background? That was it. It's a strange one, isn't it? Someone that's, you know, playing in the NBA, earning big money, you know, everything like that, to suddenly just not playing any form of the game anywhere. A highly intelligent man, you know, with a a brain on him, right? Mm -hmm. And um, he's he's been interested in in the crypto game for a long time, and he wanted to try a shot shot at that. And... uh, where was he living during those three years, you know? In he Sydney. Back in Australia? Yeah, so yeah, he was yeah, back yeah. in Australia at the time. Yeah, interesting, interesting. No, certainly a great coup for the, for the Kings to get. It, it is good to see that. Yeah, that Just number. a story about Jonah Bolden, man. I used to go to those mm. Kings games at the Entertainment Centre and he'd be sitting with his friends when he was just a little kid, man. Um, and his dad would be around and um, I'd be talking to him and, and whatnot when he was like seven or eight, you know? And then I'd see him at uh, Brick Pit at Thornley or at, at Fred Caterson just shooting with Bruce. Um, and just to see him and 27 years old now and playing at the professional level from uh, from those times is, is just amazing. Yeah. Was he taller than you when he was eight years no, old? No, he was just a young kid. Um, 
Mm. He was tall though for for his age, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sure yeah. he was. Yeah. Nice. So that's a good one. Um, I'll um actually before well, I might as well talk while we're talking these DC things. What do you think? What do you think, so, by the way? Yeah, give us your thoughts. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, look, obviously a few teams haven't rocked them yet because I think they're trying to do it in their home um, court sort of environment. Some of them look really good. I did like the Kings one. I said to you before we started recording, yeah, it looks really nice. The shorts look really good. And look, you're talking Superman, right, yep. Wood? So probably the number one known, um, you know, DC superhero sort of thing. I'm not so high on the Wildcats choice, as I've said to you a few times. Um, I believe it's Atom Smasher. Now, I feel like I'm a bit of a fan of DC movies, probably more so than yourself, but I've got no idea who Atom Smasher is, I'm going to be honest. So, I don't know, sometimes, you know, there's Batman, there's there's Superman, there's the Joker, and then you get to Atom Smasher. So, I don't know how that quite worked out. And I'd love to know the process of how the teams actually, don't you reckon how they actually get to pick these? Is there like some sort of drafting, names in a hat? I'd love to actually find out a bit more about the process. But um, as much as I'm loving that one you're rocking today, I will not... I will not be buying a Wildcats Adam special. And I'm saying that right now. I will not be doing well, it. Well, you can so, get yourself... I think, the, well, I think the Wildcats have worn... This will be... If they wear that this next weekend, that'll be the sixth different jersey they've worn this season. So I don't think I need to go... You got the Indigenous one, didn't you? I got the Indigenous one. They've also worn a pink yep. one. They've worn a white one, a black one, and a red yep. one. So... It's almost more than the NBA jerseys these days, but yeah. I think thumbs up to a few of them, but um, yeah, maybe not so much for my, my Wildcats there. But, um, all right, nice one. I like that one, Wood. So, well, today I've got a bit of a, a double. Um, someone we both like, I think. Definitely. So, today it's a Sam Cassell double. A um, bit of a blast from the past. I know a lot of people will be familiar with Sam Cassell. So, um, well, I'll start with the one I'm hanging over my shoulder. So, it's a, a Cassell black Reebok T-Wolves jersey. Um, so... Very random, that one. Also a very random number 19, not a number you see very often. Um, I'll stand up and show you the, the Bucks jersey I'm rocking of his today, and then I'll, I'll talk a little bit about Mr. Cassell. For those who can't see, Robbie's wearing the purple champion edition Sam Cassell Bucks jersey. Bit of a, a blast from the past. Yeah, right? I mean, that jersey there, what's that? You're looking at probably 2000s circa, yeah. Yeah, well, the Minnesota, I believe yeah. that was the time that he'll talk about his accolades. He was an all-star that time. But yeah, Milwaukee's going back a bit. Well, I'll tell a little bit about you know, the bio on Cassell there. So, um, look, he had a really good career. I'd say a great career, actually, playing 15 seasons in the NBA after getting drafted out of Florida State by the Rockets at pick 24 in the 93 draft. Um, a draft yeah. we know very well as well, Woods, because we went on the um, Sport Blokes podcast and we did a redraft of that one. So if those that haven't listened to that one, please check that out. Um I've got to say, Woods, one of the greatest lookalikes of all time. You know I talk about this one a lot. Um, Sam Cassell is a dead ringer for E.T. So E.T. is in Phone Home, the Spielberg movie from the early 80s. Um, if you haven't seen or heard that one before, just Google Sam Cassell E.T. And there's some amazing pictures of people done. People have got him on the, the bike, you know, with the, the towel thing over his head and stuff. So some, some great pictures there. There's no doubt he was a funny-looking bloke. That's, um, I think most people would agree with that. So, um, look, he went on to play with Houston, Phoenix, Dallas, New Jersey... Milwaukee, Minnesota, Clippers, and then Boston. Um, and look, he really did finish with a great resume there, Woods. So he's a three-time champ. Um, he was a one-time All-Star and one-time All-NBA, both in 2004. Um, so he's now 54 years of age. Um, seems like he's had assistant coaching roles for forever now. Um, he's currently an assistant with the Celtics. So as I mentioned, someone I know we both like their Woods. Um, Firstly, what are your memories of him? And also maybe a second part question to that. Um, why has he not got that head coaching role? Seems like he's been in the running a lot of times. As I said, I think he's been an assistant for maybe 10 years or so now. So what were your thoughts on, on E.T., Sam Cassell? Yeah, maybe we'll touch on the head coach thing first, right, that, now that you brought it up. A guy like Patrick yep. Ewing was the same, right? Many many assistant coaching jobs never got the, the full job, right? Um, 
I think he did his um, apprenticeship for a long time, so something along the lines of a decade as well. But there's a lot of teams out there that could yeah. do with someone like Sam Cassell. I know we're going to talk about um, some teams that are struggling mm-hmm. later. Um, you know, you've seen a guy like Chauncey yeah. Billups, point guard, high IQ, come in and coach that uh, Portland team, adjacent kid. You know, guys from that point guard position generally make good head coaches because they're generals on the floor leaders anyway. So I just think that um, it, it's all about opportunity and timing. Um, and uh, I think if he stays patient, yeah. he will get that opportunity to be a head coach in the not-too-distant future, right? Let's hope so. Yeah, now, Sutton Sammy, man, I just remember his, his ability to take big shots. As I said earlier, a leader on the floor, vocally a leader, you know. Um, even from a young mm-hmm. age, he had those intangibles about him. Uh, a great t- trash talker, love, never short of a word, Sam Cassell, was he? He was a cocky boy. Remember those big shots what? in the finals with, um, when he you, was with you, Houston, right? Yeah. Well, do you remember a certain dance yeah, in Houston yeah. who was well yeah. with yeah. Um, the Sam Cassell, the big yeah. balls yeah. dance? That's yeah. another thing you can Google there if you want to see that. Here, um, I think they actually made a rule that, that was a tech foul if you started to do that little dance celebration he was doing there. But, yeah, he was fun to watch. Um, probably you wouldn't say he's the most flashy player, would you? Like, you're not going to call up a, a YouTube video and see, you know, like Nick Van Exel type highlights there. But he was he was a winning player, you know, as I mentioned, a three-time champion there. Um, yeah, someone I really enjoyed watching his career. And it was certainly a good longevity there, playing 15 seasons um, for quite a few teams there. So, um, And as I mentioned, Woods, it was a, a great draft, wasn't it, that 93 draft? What were some Chris of the other Weber, names? Penny Hardaway, Calvacini, Sean Bradley... Vin Baker, Nick Van Exel, Van Exel. Um, Isaiah Ryder, Jamal Marsh- yeah. Mashburn. Good draft. Great right? draft. I actually had yeah. Sammy. When we did the redraft, I had him as number two in really terms good. of what he achieved. Um, and let's not forget, he did win a yeah. championship. After the first two the first two that he won with Houston, he did come back and win one late with Boston as well with the uh, with the big three, you know? So, mm. yeah. Well, last one. I mentioned all those teams there. Which team would you remember him most on? So he played with eight teams. What would be the one team? Would it be Houston with the... The rookie years and those two championships? Or Close, man. I really like those Minnesota teams with, with KG and Sprewell and himself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And, and yeah, it's probably going to be Houston. And let's not forget, he 2004 or five. I think he might have made his all-star appearance. Uh, was it? Yeah, okay. So I he's waited 11, 10, 11 years yeah. from being drafted to get to that all-star game. You think of a guy like mm-hmm. Mike Conley who had to wait yeah. a long time for his first all-star appearance. There's not many examples I can think of in NBA history where a guy's had to wait over a decade to make his first All-Star appearance. So that was when he got selected to that All-Star team. I remember uh, very fondly how happy I was that he got um, that honor, uh, you know, somewhat later in his career. Yeah. Do you think he might have phoned <laughs> home after he got sure, the All-Star? Sure, I'm sure he did, man. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. All right, well, some very different ones there, like literally a jersey that's you know just purchased yesterday, back with some old school ones there. So I feel like I haven't done any NBL ones for all. I've been rocking a lot of yeah, NBA man. ones, so maybe we'll do an NBL one soon. But um, I like them nice, both. Some nice different ones there. Well, as I mentioned, yeah, no, thanks, mate. Well, plenty to talk about today. Um, I think we'll, we'll start with some NBA there, Woods. We've certainly got some NBL to talk about as well. But um, look, I think fitting the time of recording, it's Monday the 11th of December, so no games today, which was a little bit unusual. Um, but there certainly was a big game yesterday, wasn't there? So it was the final of the in-season tournament um, between Indiana and the Lakers. I think they were both of our picks to, to win it, weren't they? So we got, I think last week I said Indiana, you said Lakers on the show. So we both got them to the finals anyway, um, but you got the tip right with the, the Lakers winning there. Um, look, I know you gave your thoughts, obviously, on the tournament um, last week. Give us a few more thoughts on that. And, and what did you think of the game? The Lakers running out 123 to 109 point winners. Um, LeBron winning the tournament MVP. What did you think of this um, in-season tournament? Honestly, when it, it was announced, I thought, you know, I'm not really going to pay much attention to it. It's just another regular season game. Um, and initially, it was like that. But 
as it got towards the bracket, the knockout phase, I really started to warm up to it. I really enjoyed it, man. Um, and I think that, um, as I said last week, the Lakers don't don't doubt them. You know, in 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 elimination games and in, in the playoffs, these kind of scenarios, you know that they've got guys who can step up. In fact, I was watching the game of the locker room. And a guy next to me said, oh, if only AD could play like that all the time. And I said, man, give him a break, man. Because, uh, okay, Lakers won quite easily. The score was 123 to 109. And Anthony Davis, 41 points, 20 rebounds, 5 assists, 4 blocks, right? And if you look at him this season, man, he's putting up, you know, he's been healthy all season, played 22 games, 23 points, you know, he's, he's 13 rebounds, you know, nearly 3 blocks and a steal. I mean, the guy has been consistent this year and has really done a good job for the Lakers. I think people are being a bit harsh. He stayed healthy and he's played well. And a big reason for the Lakers being successful during this um, um, in-season tournament is because of him contributing in big ways alongside the likes of, obviously, LeBron and, and Austin Reeves came up big with the 28. He had 22 points in no, no time yesterday, right? So I thought the Lakers looked like Let, a good let's, unit. Um, yeah. Let's keep on the Austin theme, uh, Austin Reeves yeah. um, theme there, Woods. So he's a legit like third player on this team now. Isn't he? We yeah. talked about someone with the, the you know the big balls like you know Castillo had before. Austin Reeves is one of those players. He is not afraid of the moment. Um, he is someone that I still don't think people are maybe treating seriously. They see maybe the way he looks, maybe that you know two dollar haircut that he's got or whatever. That guy is a straight up baller, right? He is a really good player. Great deal for the Lakers. You know, we talked about that in our preseason stuff. They got him on a really you know team friendly contract there. I think. I don't know why other teams didn't try and sign him to an offer sheet there, but he's really good, and I think he's that third player that's really important for them. Um, I also think D'Lo's been pretty handy this year. He's been as okay. Well. He's been um, okay. And you know they've got some decent contributions from you know T Prince, you know Cam Reddish, some of these sort of guys like that. So I think the bench is still a little bit of a work in progress there. But um, one thing I sort of noticed about the game, and you know, I, I did enjoy it as well. Yep. I thought it was a, a definitely a success. Um, both teams are playing pretty hard. I thought um, there seemed to be a little bit of extra on defense. Um, the score maybe wasn't an indication. I thought Indiana was still really in it in that fourth quarter, and then they went a bit a bit cold maybe at the five minute mark in the fourth. Um, scoring dried up a little bit there, but you know AD was huge, wasn't he on defense? I think he might have had a couple of steals couple of blocks as well. Um, maybe he was unlucky not to get that tournament MVP, but it's kind of fitting that LeBron gets that first one, um, isn't it? So he's the, you know, the inaugural winner of that trophy there. And um, I think Adam Silver's come out and said they might, you know, look at a few things next year, you know, the, the, the points sort of format and everything else like that. But yeah, no doubt it was a success. Um, it was. I was getting excited seeing Vegas. I don't know about you. Um, that's obviously on our um, itinerary when yep. we go to the US and just seeing some of those shots around Vegas. Like, right, that's getting me excited now about that. But it was good. And again, like I said in last week's episodes, Seeing the court, you knew it was a different game. I think that court thing worked quite well. The one in Vegas looked pretty good as well, I thought. So, nah, definitely a success there. And um, Shout yeah, out to the Indiana um, Pacers, man. Really, really promising young team with a great nucleus, yep. really well coached. And they should be really proud about what they did. And this is a team that people are going to look out for this season. You know, when you see Indiana mm-hmm. on your calendar, uh, you know, that's, not, that's going to be a game that you're going to have to work for the W, right? And uh, 100%. Tyrese Halliburton Woods, would you say he's all NBA first team right now? It's got to be pretty close, man. He's, I mean, he's got to be. I this reckon. is the thing. Like, a guy like Chris Paul is very methodical. You know, makes decisions, uh, and then in in the half court offense, right? And he's his assist to turnover mm-hmm. ratio is one of the guys that you think is is the best of the modern era, right? This kid is, yeah. you know ridiculous right and he's playing that risky right. brand of basketball where he's pushing the ball up the floor making risky pass because yeah. it's run and gun for you to have such an incredible assist to turnover ra- ratio when you're playing the way mm. he does compared to say a chris paul is 
it's just amazing, man. It means he's got such great IQ, ability to make decisions yeah. on, on the fly, great leadership qualities. So, um, uh, you yeah. feel like you're surprised when he does get a turnover, yep. right? I'm like, wow, Halliburton just got a turnover there. And look, great size as well, really long arms and good wingspan yep. and that. So, nah, he's the prototype point guard, isn't he? And a great shooter now as well. Yep. He certainly has got a bit of an unorthodox style, but he, he's a really nice-looking shooter. He's what did you think of the Dame? What no, do you think of the Dame time celebration? You know, when when yeah, he I liked love that. that. I Even love Dame that, liked right? it. That's the yeah, hundred yeah, percent. You know, like have that sort of confidence and that swagger and stuff. And he knows he's in that upper echelon of you know NBA point guards now. Yeah, so no, cool. I really did like seeing that. And, uh, nice one. All right. Well, that's the in-season tournament in the in the books for another year. So I wanted to go and talk about a couple of teams next woods that um, probably going in a different direction from the Lakers in Indiana at the moment. And that's um, two teams on really big losing streaks. So. I'm talking about Detroit now on a 19-game losing streak and the Spurs on a 16-game losing streak. So what do these two teams need to do? Because honestly, these streaks are, are getting pretty concerning um, for both these teams. I'm sure you probably agree. Um, is the 76ers 26-game win streak in danger for I think so teams? for Detroit, right? Now let me just uh, break it down a little bit further with Detroit, mm. okay? Now they've got a 4-43 and record in, in their past 47 games, okay? They dropped 23 of their final 25 last season. Okay, so when you put that together, yeah. it's four and forty-three over the last forty-seven games, and you know they've just been in mediocrity for years, right? You know how long is this going to happen? Yeah. Bringing Monty Williams in was obviously uh, highest paid. Obviously, coach yeah, I know, which was something that should have had an impact. You know, maybe not, um, mm. you know, a playoff team or a play-in team, but at least progressing in the right direction, right? And. I think they need to utilize guys like Joe Harris. Um, I think Bogdanovich is still there, right? Mm -hmm. Somewhere he's, I think they're looking to trade him, right? But you need some of these, yeah, he's you back, need some yeah. of these uh, older guys to like show the ropes to the younger guys. And I think uh, Monty Williams has come out and said that he'd like to, you know, use Joe Harris more uh, in the locker room to, to help some of these young guys. Um, yeah. But I just think, you know, you need some veterans on that team. Uh, you need to, you've got, you've got a lot of young assets, right? Um, you got Bagley there still, you know. You've got, um, you know, Jalen Duran. I think is, is 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 a guy that they should stick with, right? Um, yeah, Wiseman is useless. Yeah, and she hasn't. And looking in fair. In fairness to um, Monty Williams as well, he didn't really have much of a, a say with getting these players in. These are all guys that they either drafted or they picked up, you know, late last year, like guys like Bagley and stuff like that. So he hasn't really had much of a say with this roster composition. But no. yeah, none of the young guys are really impressing. I know Cade Cunningham, we've probably both expected a little bit more from. Um, there's been a, a lot of hype around this guy. Um, look, I think he's no doubt he's a good player, and he can, you know, he's got some ordinary teammates around him. But just thought he might have taken. Killian Hayes has been okay. You know, Killian Hayes has started to be okay this year, right? But okay. I just think that yeah. that team is going nowhere yeah you have Bagley on the on the team alongside um Wiseman like you know these guys have got to go right and mm -hmm. they've got to start um looking at how long can you be yeah. mediocre for right how long can you yeah well these guys these guys haven't yeah. won a game since October Woods can you believe that we're now as I mentioned the 11th of December they haven't won a game since October and given the NBA teams play at least three games a week I know you said the Spurs are one team you didn't tune into last year right that, that Detroit's that team for me this year, man. Mm. I'm not turning on League Pass to watch Detroit. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah, well, yeah, I watched yeah, them yeah, when the yeah, Hawks yeah. played them. That was, I had a day off and watched yeah. that game. And, <laughs> yeah, that's probably the only time. I must admit, I wouldn't say, oh, the Pistons are on. Let's check out that young talent. But, well, speaking of young talent, we know the Spurs have got a bit of that. They've got, you know, the, the really um, hyped Victor Wembanyama on the team there. As I mentioned, 16-game losing streak for them. Um, haven't been that competitive in some of the games most recently as well. Um, what's, your, what's your take on the Spurs? Look, for them, it's a little bit less concerning. Um, obviously, it's going to be a bit of 
of a work in progress. I mean, they've led a lot of games. I think there's a stat I read. The Spurs are 1-9 in games. They've had held at least a 10-point lead with eight straight losses, right? So they've actually had a lead and, 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 and been a- not been able to hold it, right? So I think that a lack of experience there in um, situations when you need to close out games is something that they'll need to work on. They've got Doug McBuckets there. He's pretty much the only veteran on that roster I can think of, right? Uh, Devontae Graham, well, Zach, Zach Collins, a bit of, Collins kind of a veteran, but he's still, veteran, yeah, you know, yeah. leader, leadership-wise, yeah. you know, they, you know, I think um, Pop put, put Wemby at the five the other day and, and moved him to the five and surrounded him with some shooters. So I think he needs to try a few yeah. different things. Um, I, I think they'll come out of this with a victory pretty soon, right? I don't think the 26-game uh, record is, it, uh, is in danger from the Spurs. Um, they're still fun to watch. People still, uh, the, the, the crowd still keep turning up and enjoying uh, the, the brand of basketball they're playing. So they're still very marketable. So I wouldn't be as concerned about yeah. the Spurs. But Detroit, you know, the crowds aren't great. The team hasn't been fun to watch for best part of a decade, let's say, right? You know, uh, so you know, I think that for the fans of Detroit, they need to make some changes to... In, ex- in exactly one month from today, Woods, Pistons versus Spurs. So I'd love to think that both these teams have got to win I, before I think so. one month's time. Otherwise, it would be a disaster. But yeah, that'll be a, an interesting game. It's possible Detroit won't. <laughs> Yeah, it's possible, man. So they won what two? Yeah, something like that. You know, you you would know. Yeah, that's brutal, isn't it? Yeah. Well, while we're talking about teams on a losing streak, um, we're not just going to talk about the Hawks when they're going well, right? So I thought we'd do a little bit of a mini Hawks talk just to wrap up our NBA segment there. So give me some thoughts on the Hawks, Woods. So we're currently on a three-game losing streak. Um, Only won three out of their last ten, the Hawks. So. Do you, you know, and we're basically sitting at 10th in the East with Toronto and the now red-hot Bulls are just right behind the Hawks now. So do you think there's alarm bells yeah, I think yet so. or do you think we can ride no, this out? I, I think there's, a few, there's alarm a few bells alarm bells. I mean, we've got one of the best offenses in the NBA. You know, that's not a problem. Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, they've, they've found a way to work together. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Jalen Johnson's been great. Uh, you know, Bergie's pro- Big loss pro- probably going to be possibly in the, in the running for sixth man. It's the defense. It's been so bad, man. It's not even mm-hmm. funny. Um, it's been worse since Johnson has gone down with the injury you just mentioned, right? Atlanta's the 25th yeah. in points allowed per 100 positions and 28th in effective field goal percentage allowed. And these numbers are, yeah. are bad, but they get even worse when Johnson once Johnson got injured, right? And they pretty much mm-hmm. can't stop anybody, man, you know? And I think that's... A, well, Woods, let me, let me throw that yeah. back at you, right? You're talking about the defense, yeah. right? So we've talked about the Hawks, right? So you've got Trey, much improved defender. The stats are showing now. Still not amazing, but he's much improved. DeJounte Murray, always considered a great, you know, a great defender at the guard spot, right? You've got Hunter, who's considered a good defender. Jalen Johnson's considered a good defender. And you've got the inside combo of Clint Capella and Okongu. Why are we not good on D? What, what is the reason for this? I mean, it's team defense. You can be individually good defend, defen- mm-hmm. defensively, but playing in, in a team concept is very important, yeah. right? A uh, guy like Sadiq Bey coming into the starting lineup now can throw it off whack, you know, mm-hmm. with Jalen Johnson out. Sadiq Bey's never been a great defender. I mean, Trey Young, he's improved a little bit, but he still makes mistakes all the yeah. time. You watch it, right? Um, and it, it's about that team concept, covering your man, you know, helping on the weak side, you know, getting your rotations right. And there's too many times that guys are just wide open, you know, and, 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 and jacking trays against us. So it's also that three-point, the ability to guard the three-point line is something we've struggled with. Um, in the paint, I guess we're all right, you know, at, at times when, when you've got that two-headed monster. Rim protection's all right, but um, is overall, it, I just think... Is Conglo yeah. doing enough for you this year? No. I was expecting a little bit more, if I'm being honest. I love the guy, no. but just, I don't know. No. 
And, you know, you looked at Capella. I watched that game um, on Saturday against Philadelphia. The Hawks probably should have won that and ended up losing it. Capella was getting the ball almost, you know, a foot away from the basket and he wasn't even shooting it there. I know you've got him beat on him, but he just doesn't want to shoot the ball, anything that's not a lob or anything else like that. And we've talked about this before. The modern-day NBA, it's hard to have players like that. They have been playing the two-headed monster with him and a Congo on the court at the same time with Jalen Johnson out. And I just don't think you can do that. I think a Congo, they talk every year, he's improved his outside shot, he hits him in practice, but he's just not hitting him in that game situation. And teams are just leaving him open. You know you can leave um, CC open there. So... Yeah, look, a little bit of concern. I'd say you're probably right. Say some slight alarm bells going off there. And we know Trey missed that game against Philly. That would have been a pretty big out there. But they need to get on a run here because, you know, this is even worse than last year with the win one, lose one. You know, we've lost three in a row, three wins out of our last 10 games. So something's got to give. And we thought Quinn Snyder was going to come in and get this team playing good ball. He's a defensive-minded coach. One thing I will say, though, in... in in Trey's defense, he has sort of changed the narrative a little bit on, on what everyone perceives him as uh, on the yeah. defensive end. He's made some clutch, clutch plays on that end of the floor, you know, 100%. this year. And I think that that's good. But at the same point, you got to, some of it's got to fall on the coaching staff and, and Quinn Snyder. I mean, guys are putting 140, 150 on us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and as I said, defense is not just you're a great individual dis- defender. It's a team concept. What kind of defensive mm-hmm. mindset are we, you know, Focusing on it as a team. How are we going to stop the opposition from scoring on us? Yeah. And they've got to work together to achieve those um, those goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think unless some changes are made, even at the trade deadline, I wouldn't be opposed to us looking to make some sort of moves to shore up some things there, right? So, oh, well, don't leave us hanging with that. Who's someone you trade if you if you were the Hawks and you were looking for to shake up this team a little bit? Hunter I mean, would be the what, one for me. Hunter for sure, and I think. Mm-hmm. One of a Congo or Capella potentially, right? Mm. Do you know what I mean? I've I've said that for a while, right? I mean, maybe a Congo will, with added responsibility, will actually take that stride. And Capella, you know, we move on from Capella. Even a guy like Sadiq Bey, his kind of skill set is is you know something on the open market that people will value. And then you bring in a a Vanderbilt type, you know, a guy that's really gonna um, get it at the defensive end, be a leader on the defensive end, you know. Um, yeah. And get what about set your, set your sights higher? They've talked about Spicy P, Pascal Siakam. Uh, would you do DeAndre Hunter, Clint Capella in a second rounder for Siakam? Would you do that trade? Yeah. Yeah, I think I would as well. Yeah. Um, second round is nothing. You can give up that. We've got you know the replacement with having um, a Congo getting rid of Capella and then yeah, upgrading. I mean, Hunter Hunter's had a decent season, I think. Um, he had, he's a much improved shooter, but I just don't, I think you know what you're getting from him at this stage. I think someone like Siakam is he could legit be that third star on this team. I'm not sure who is our who's the Hawks' third best player. Woods. That's something I haven't quite worked out. I mean, Jalen Johnson when he was healthy, but they really don't have an obvious one. We talked about that big three for the Lakers now that Reeves is in it. I mean, we're far from having a big three. We've got two two guns in the backcourt and then a big gap, I think, with our third and fourth best players here, in my opinion. Look, it's hard to say that. Probably Capella. And I think now is time. Throw in Wes Matthews. Throw in Patty Mills. There's no harm in putting these veterans out on the floor to, to you know, give some energy, right? I mean, why not? Mate. Right? Tell me why not. Pat, yeah. Patty was decent yeah. in that Philadelphia game. He got in in the first quarter. I know right. you were out and I was messaging you there, but he, um, he had a couple of drives and found Sadiq, Sadiq Bay wide open in the corners, got a couple of assists there, hit a big three. So apparently the coaching staff was really impressed with his cameo there. So, yeah, I don't know why you can't play these guys. It's probably a little bit too much Wes Matthews for me. I'd like to see him as that coaching sort of player on the bench, but he's playing probably more minutes than I was thinking. Again, a bit of a fly on with Johnson being out, but... 
Anyway, um, I think it's a big few weeks coming up. As I mentioned, Toronto and Chicago yeah. are right on the Hawks' heels there. I mean, if they drop past those yeah. two teams, they're in a big trouble there. They can't keep firing the coach yeah. in Atlanta. You've got to stick with what you've got. So maybe it will be some, some trades at the trade deadline. So... All right, Wizzle, appreciate that. So plenty to talk about in the NBA. Looking forward to a big week of games. Um, you know, we've got some Christmas Day games coming up. I think we're two weeks away from Christmas today, so certainly a pretty um, important uh, time yep. on the NBA schedule. So, well, let's get into some sure NBA. Um, I know you're excited to talk about that. Maybe you're not too excited after the Kings, um, you know, a bit of a mixed weekend there. But um, let's start off with the Kingswood. So I didn't actually see this. I planned to see that Sydney Kings versus Cairns game. Um, Unfortunately, I'd set it up on my ESPN recording there and came home and like, what is going on? I'm trying to catch the game. And it was like, basically the recording ended sort of thing. I hadn't realized that what had happened there. So for those that weren't following that game on Thursday, why don't you tell everyone what happened in that Sydney at Cairns game? And, and do you think this is a pretty bad look for the NBL? Okay, so what happened was the shot clock stopped working at halftime. Mm-hmm. And people at the Cairns Convention Center, the staff there, even the NBL had representatives there were trying to fix the issue, right? Mm. The players waited for around 50 to 55 minutes, okay? First of all, yep, the air conditioning stopped working (laughs) as well. So these guys, DJ Hogg was just sitting there sweating and he hadn't, you know, moved from his seat in about half an hour, right? Um, Mm. Guys were taking shots and just screwing around on the court while they're waiting for this to be fixed. Um, And then finally... They decided to come back on and play with no shot clock as well, at, at all, you know, and both teams agreed to do this. And in fact, the Kings mm. could have exactly said, no, we won't go back on the court to play. And they would have won that game because they were leading at halftime. That's how the rules worked, right? right? And Adam's... Right. Yeah. Did they... Was the court announcer calling no. out the shot clock? Like None of that. What, so what, I don't understand that. Why is it not, you know, 10 seconds? I've seen that plenty of times. It, it makes no really sense why they didn't go down that route. Um... Yeah, Adam Ford even weird. said that if he was in the lead, he probably wouldn't have gone on the court. He would have taken the W, right, rather than play without the shot clock. He mm-hmm. said at the press conference. But you can easily, the, actually about half an hour through the game, uh, during the break, about half an hour through the break, um, one of the NBL um, front office guys was there and he was interviewed on, 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 on screen. And he said, look, we're just going to get a computer and we're going to count it down on a computer and we're going to have a uh, project that onto the big screen. How hard is that to do in this day and age? You cannot count yeah. down from 24. You can, you can just have a shot clock yeah. on, the, on, on the computer. You can just Google it, shot clock, and you can start one manually on 24 seconds. Yeah, I've seen it. You're right. you know, I looked it up afterwards, and you yeah. can just have that on the screen. Or, or, or you can have the quarter and answer count down from five, right? Yeah, that would have... I mean, you could have at the very... We've yep. seen that before, right? I'm sure I've even seen an NBA game where, for whatever reason, the quarter and answer would basically say 15... 10 and 5 and they sort of count down like that and it's a little bit annoying hearing it but hey at least you've got some sort of a shot clock um, I believe Giotto Antonio hit a shot that yep. came after the buzzer that would have tied yeah, the game it was, it, it, it was after really the buzzer you know, a little bit after the buzzer um, okay. also you've got to remember when guys have been playing for a half and sit down for 50 minutes and have to come back on and play the risk for, for getting injured in that scenario yep. is, is extremely uh, much higher mm. than, than otherwise right so you've got to think of players safety no air conditioning. The air conditioning started working in the fourth quarter. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, this, shout out to both teams for actually deciding to play on one. And shout out to the mm. Cairns crowd for staying yeah. around and, um, and uh, you know, um, enjoying the game despite it being like a three-hour night out, three-and-a-half-hour night out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely. Good call. Well, I, I sort of want to thought, maybe get some thoughts on the round. We might as well um, start with your Kings again. So I know you went to that game yesterday. You picked up your new jersey there. Um 
I've got to say to the viewers there, I got a few texts from you at about 6 p.m. last night. Um, you're yeah. a little bit grumpy, I'm not going to lie. You're a little bit frustrated by some of the goings on of the night. Um, I know this um, Sunday afternoon game time is not going down well with you and some of the members there, but um, give me some thoughts. Um, I thought the South East Melbourne thoroughly deserved that win yesterday. They were playing an import down. Um, well, yeah, Craig Moller and Cummings out, right? You know, they came and they turned yeah, up with true, energy. True. You know, Mitch Creek was fantastic. Ben Eyre was fantastic. You know, Matt Kenyon was Kenyon? great. Alan Williams. They played like oh. a cohesive unit. I don't know what we were doing. I mean, DJ Hogg's really been a bit of a disappointment for me this year. He gave us absolutely nothing. Denzel Valentine, you know, he shows glimpses and then, you know, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't really live up to the hype, right? Um, so I've been a bit disappointed with him. Yeah. Jordan Hunter, like, I mean, yes, he, he, he shows glimpses, but there were various occasions throughout the seasons where he gets lost defensively, you know? And uh, I just think that you know, Jonah needs to start full-time and play, you know, it, it needs to be more a 30, 10 sort of, you know, 30 minutes for Jonah, 10 minutes for, or 25, 15, something like that. Jonah needs to play the bulk of the mo minutes mm. of the center position. Um, and like the energy, you know, Malawak was bringing so much energy earlier in the year, right? Um, didn't play yesterday. Yep. Angus Glover barely plays anymore. Yeah, he's yeah, pretty much out of the rotation, right? Um, Kuat Noy, can't yeah. tell you how much we miss a guy like Kuat Noy. He was... He's been fantastic, right? Yeah. So I just think of it, and some of the substitution mm -hmm. patterns, the way Coach um, uh, Mahmoud uh, goes about things, I'm, 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 a, I'm not completely sold on it. Um, this team just doesn't look like a championship team. They don't play a brand of basketball that's enjoyable to watch. That's the one thing that's really, really mm -hmm. irked me this year. Well, you said the atmosphere wasn't no, great. No, they're as saying well, what? There was thirteen thousand? Well, right? No way. There was about nine thousand people in the in the stadium yesterday, and they're probably counting the members mm, that you know um, didn't turn up, right? But so the members fan, members seats were empty as well. And like right? e e wow. even um, uh, my friends who sit next to me, right? Uh, also members, they texted me today. Woody, if we still if we, if if, if, if it's going to be Sunday games like this next season, we're not renewing our membership, you know. And I'm probably not. Uh, the I'm probably not going to be the man. Like, I probably will because you know, uh, you know, I've got the money and I can give back to the the club. I'll probably do it either way. But like, you know, I can't turn up yeah. to all these Sunday games. It's difficult. That's a family day, as you know. It. You might want to spend time with your 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 kids, your loved ones, and not always, you know, end up yeah. going to the basketball on a Sunday. So I think they need to cater for all. We've had this discussion before, so I won't go into it anymore. But um, yeah. disappointed yeah, with yeah. the way the Kings played. The brand of basketball we're playing. This is not a team that's going to make it to the finals this year. This is a playoff team. Yeah, I'll give you that. Maybe just a playoff team. Could yeah. even be a play-in team by the end of mm. if things go this way. So I'm not happy. Yeah. No, no. Well, well said. Um, well, I'll give some quick thoughts. I mean, I did watch most of that game, and yeah, I was definitely impressed with Southeast Melbourne. Like I said, some of those, um, you know, Ben Ayres and Matt Kenyon, and they yep. really stepped up. I thought in that game. Um, Wanted to talk a little bit about my boys. Um, so, again, not just going to talk about them when they're going well. Um, I thought it was a really big win for Illawarra against them um, Friday night. So, um, look, they just got outplayed from the first quarter. I think they were down 15 at quarter time, and it was kind of game over after that. Um, really impressed with what the Hawks did there. Um, they tried a number of different defensive schemes on Bryce Cotton. Dave Hickey. guys playing minutes that we hadn't seen a lot of. Yeah, awesome. William, yeah, William yeah, Dave yeah. Hickey came out and was huge, right? He's a, you know, just a bundle of energy out there. Um, Samson Froling was really good. You know, I'm a big fan of uh, big Samson there. Tyler Harvey. Getting every, every, 
He was good. Well, huh? yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, Samson yeah. dominated that matchup yeah. with Keanu Pinder, I thought, and that's sort of two guys on that fringe of Boomer's sort of selection and that there. But yeah, that, they really outplayed him there, and yeah, the crowd were, were rocking in that game. I thought they were quite important. There. You talk about atmosphere woods, a small crowd like that. Um, probably one guy I wanted to mention though was Gary Clark. Um, I think oh, he's man. really starting to show that that potential now. Perhaps earlier in the season, I was like, oh, geez, this is a guy that maybe I thought might have been dominating, but he doesn't seem to have oh. much of a weakness, does he? He's very you know, consistent at both ends there. I'm enjoying the, the Gary Clark. Um, viewing there but um, they're, um, I think they moved up two spots after that win there so they're up to 8th position now are they a chance of making that play and I think with Brisbane no. you know Brisbane's not looking that great the last few weeks I really I like Justin Tatum and what he's brought to the table as much as I love JJ Justin Tatum has brought this mm-hmm. newfound energy and you saw the press conference afterwards people were willing to run through walls for this man right they love playing under him he's a player's yeah. coach and by all reports coming mm-hmm. out of the gong you know Everyone's happy with the kind of culture that he's building over there. Yeah. What is the difference in that game playing? Because he still seems to be playing a lot of people too. That was the, the knock on JJ that he was playing at 10 or 11 people. Um, but, but he said he's just trying to find out know, which players work for him and he's going to shorten that rotation. And it's, it's short. He played 12 the first game. Yeah. I think he played 10 the next game. That'll, yeah. that'll, hey, it's a deep if you can bring it down right? to 8 or 9, yeah, I think we'll be in a good place. Um, and, yeah. you know, some of the principles he's implementing, you know, team first basketball, you know, um, make the right play. And it's mm. rubbing off on the likes of just, uh, Justin Robinson and Tyler yeah. Harvey as well. They looked much better last week. So um, I'm impressed. I tell you what, even if they, if, if they don't make the play, they're going to be a team that really spoils some teams' chances throughout the season, especially if those, you know, home games there. It's nice to see them get a Friday night prime time sort of home game. We don't see a lot of those there. So, no, I was impressed with them, and they're probably a team I'm, I'm a bit more keen to watch than maybe I was at the start of that. So, all right, well, appreciate that, Woods. Well, um, we've got another big round coming up, round 11. So why don't we do a little bit of a preview of that? I think there's quite a few games, quite a few teams on doubles this week, right? I think maybe four teams. I mean, New Zealand, Sydney, South East Melbourne, and maybe Melbourne. Oh, yeah, Melbourne as well. So... Let's um, maybe let's go through those. All right, so let's start off with Southeast Melbourne uh, and Melbourne. We got the throwdown on Thursday night. Um, Southeast Melbourne coming in with some confidence. What do you think? I like this game in Melbourne. Were, I didn't see much of that game against Brisbane. That they dominated the scoreboard. Um, firstly, before we just give a quick pick, what's um, what do you think Southeast um, need for this um, import replacement? There, what would you think? Yeah, I think a two-three. Three, I think a two-three would be fine, right? Yeah, a yeah, wing, two, three, wing sort right. of guy who yep. can yep. Uh, defend a few positions and uh, uh, you know knock down that three ball would be something that they should be looking for, right? Yeah. I'm going to run with them. I like the way they looked against the Kings. I'll start there. I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go with you. All right. Um, Cairns versus New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Hopefully Cairns have got the air conditionings working. They've got backup shot clocks. I'm sure every home team will have to have some sort of backup now. I think the NBL were, were meeting about pretty bad look, I think, so I don't think that'll happen again. Um, yeah, New Zealand have got a few issues at the moment as well, I think. Um, I'd say Cairns Yeah, from all reports, uh, Modi Mayo is losing some of the locker room, right? That's what I'm hearing th- coming out of New Zealand as well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think Chris Anstey was sitting right behind the bench when New Zealand was playing, and he was saying so, the way he was talking to his players was just like, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. No coach should ever talk to their players the way he was talking to his players. Yeah. So that doesn't sound great, does it? That style works when you you first or second in the league. When you're not in that you know top half there, you're right. People will start to just get sick of that yeah. shouting and screaming. Cairns is actually on fire, man. Team. They played yeah. beautifully against Melbourne. They your your coaches your mm. new coach theory definitely didn't work. You know when Cairns played Adelaide, 
I, I'm going I'm to yeah. apologize to the viewers. And honestly, they're short yeah, about yeah, it. I, I think agree, 13 from 26 or 13 from 27 from the free throw line against Sydney, and they lost by what? Three points, right? Mm-hmm. They really should have beaten us, you know? Yeah. Uh, and shout out to Taj McCall. Yeah. What was his stat line? 19 points, 15 assists, 4 steals, 4 rebounds, I think something like that. Let me, let me just have a look at that stat line for you. It's, and you, no, you had, I had, I had, I, your, I had Patrick uh, Miller as. Oh, you had Miller. I had Miller as well, but sure, a few people might have Taj this week. I know they've got the uh, yeah. game So, yeah, he had. He, he was had, really um, impressive, wasn't he? 15 assists, 19 points, 4 steals, um, and 4 rebounds, man. What a, what a stat line. That's a, and here's one of you. No one yeah. over a decade has got 15 assists in, a, in an NBL game. So, that's pretty. Pretty, so, that's pretty impressive, isn't it? Considering he's not like a, a natural yeah. point guard that yep. handles the ball the whole game. So I'm going to go with Cairns there. All right, yeah. Perth versus Tasmania. Yeah. Oof, I like this one, right? Um, yeah, I think he'll be, back. Will, I think will will be back. back for this one. Yeah, look, I love this game. These teams have some really good games and they've got, got a bit of a rivalry there. We know Tasmania's got a, a decent Wildcats connection on that team. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this one, actually. Um, it's that traditional, you know, late game for us in the Eastern States being played in Perth. Um, I'd say Perth will win a pretty tight I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to agree with you. Jeez, we're agreeing a lot tonight. Let's go. All right, so then we move over to Saturday with a doubleheader, starting with Southeast Melbourne versus Illawarra. You think Southeast Melbourne are going to do the double? I think South East, they're playing out in Gippsland, aren't they, this one? So the sort of regional game there. Um, yeah, look, hard to go past them. You know, a bit of a tough ask. You know, you've got a big game, obviously, you know, they're both not having to get on a plane or anything. We've got a big game Thursday night and then backing up for this one. Luckily, it's not Adelaide because they probably have a, a heart attack with playing two games in short space of time like that. But, um, yeah, I'd say South East will, will get over Illawarra, maybe in a close one. Yep, no worries. So let's, let's move on then. Um, I'll probably agree with you there as well. This is a bit of a run we're on, agreeing on everything. Melbourne versus Adelaide. Yeah. Right, well, I've got to make an apology here, Woods. So I think I might have said last week, I talked about my new coach theory for Adelaide. I don't know, maybe you can fact-check me. I may have said bet your house <laughs> yeah, something your like that. and everything yeah. else on Adelaide winning. So I do apologise. If anyone did bet their house on Adelaide last week and you're now homeless, I do apologise for that. Um, yeah, they didn't sort of um, have enough in that game, despite Mitch McCarron's rev-up in the week, which I'm sure everyone's seen on social media. That was pretty impressive. Um, uh, Melbourne by a lot. Yep, I agree. Um yeah, by a lot, lot as well. Tassie right? versus Sydney. Tassie yeah, versus Sydney. Tassie's one team that we really struggle against. I can't see us going into my state bank arena and winning that game. Yeah. I mean, this is a big weekend for Tassie, isn't it? You're playing two of the, you know, the the, the big names of the competition, I guess. Um, you know, one on the road against Perth and then at home against Sydney. I mean, if they win those two, they could probably be up into maybe second place, I'm saying, on the ladder. Um, yeah, I'd say Tasmania will bounce back from a, hopefully a Friday night loss and they'll they'll keep your kings on a, on a yep. bit of a dive there. Okay, finally, the Sunshine Stash, Brisbane versus Cairns. I'm going to go Cairns. Cairns are going to get the double. Cairns, I love saying that. Not Cairns are going to do the double. Yep. Um, I don't want to agree with you with everything, so I'll say Brisbane, but geez, Ooh, they were bad. They were bad. Melbourne yesterday, so yeah, and that, that's weird too, because they seem like they're a bit more healthy at the moment, but um, yeah, I'll say Brisbane will win that one. That could be a decent game as well, so a lot of good games to watch this uh, round, I reckon. Yeah, man, really excited, looking forward to it. Nice. Nice. Well, to finish off the show, I know it's that part of the, the show that a lot of people like, I know you love getting excited about, so Classic Packs, I don't know what you've got for us today, so what do you got? got the, the OG 1990 Hoops. Which we've opened heaps. Ooh, these are the yeah, we've opened these background heaps. ones, right? So, are we going to get a Danny Ferry or a Kevin Duckworth? They seem to be two names we always seem to pull, so we'll keep an eye on that. 
Hoping for a good pack, because last week's pack was really good. We never know what we're going to get in this. Oh, game. the first two cards were amazing. Okay, good ones. this guy is one of the best in-game dunkers of all time. This is his rookie card. Sean Camp. Oh, I yeah. remember that one too. That is a nice yeah. card. That could actually undoubtedly be the goat. Nice. Put that in a put yeah, that in a plastic sleeve. Right? Undoubtedly the greatest player <laughs> of all time. I mean, in in my opinion, in most people's opinion. You yep. got an You just pulled MJ. <laughs> wow. What card's that? Ooh, that's a nice card. See that would, mate. This is a. This is so I've got, I've got, I've got this card awesome. somewhere else already. This is the second one I've got of it. So. Mm. Show me the back of those ones as well, Woods. What are they looking like? Are they a headshot as well? Or? Yeah, those ones. Wow. Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Is Sean what a, Kemp, what a, a Hall of Famer? No. I don't is he going to be so. in? No. No. No? I don't think so. Hall of, <laughs> Hall of Famer for being a, um, I think, I think being he's a, a father. Four or five, five time All Star, isn't he? Right? Yeah. Yep. Mitch Richmond test. All right, this guy's definitely a Hall of Famer, the yep. great man himself from the Lakers. Big game. Wow, James Worthy, yep. uh, Jordan's college teammate. This might be the best first three yep. cards we've ever from pulled. One North, so I hope this continues. From one, That's great. From one North Carolina alum to another, right? Oh, this is ridiculous, man. All right. Um... <laughs> Great forward, unbelievable footwork for the Boston Celtics. Uh, moved into coaching afterwards. Kevin, Kevin McHale. McHale. Wow. So we just got all star after all star so far. Yeah, he was about to just get someone on that low block and score on him in that picture. The greatest right. assist man, one of the greatest assist men of all time, all star from that era. John Stockton, all star card. What is going on here? Oh, an all star card as well. well. I like those ones. Wow. These, these clues are going to be too easy because they're all superstars. Okay. Forward from the Orlando Magics, number 21. Played with Chicago and New York. Um, from Brooklyn, New York, 6'9". Went to Nevada. College in Nevada. Um, I am not... I'm not Paul oh, Reynolds? but I am. Um, oh, Sydney... Sydney Low, Sydney... Sydney Oak Green. Roof, no. Sydney Green. Yeah. Oh, that's a tough one to get. I've got it. I've got that same jersey as a 21 Orlando, but it's a Dominic one. But yeah, that's that's the first tough one. Sydney okay, Green's possibly the, the dirtiest player to ever play the game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Beastie Boys do a track about him. Wow. Bill tough Lambier. guy. Bill Lambier. Yeah, that's against our Hawks too, right? Cliff Levingston. Yeah, that's Cliff Levingston. Yeah, yep. elbow him in the face or something. Yeah. Okay, great scorer. You know, in a six-man role, his son also played in the NBA. This is his Milwaukee Bucks card. Um, no, close. His son played in the NBA as well. Um, no, Ricky Davis. He went to Tulsa, um, played all of his seasons with Milwaukee from 82 all the way to 90. 20, 23 as well, yeah. 23 for the Bucks. Uh, yeah, well, okay. Had a short-lived career in the NBA. Paul Pressey. Oh, Paul Pressey, of course. Yeah, no, he was definitely... The Zen master. I love that old Bucks logo as well. Oh, Phil. 
Phil Jackson. Nice. The coach of probably the, the 76ers coach in the 1990. Jim Lynham. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You like that one, right? Nice. Is no, he still no, alive? You can Google you that. Rest yeah. in peace, him, or is he still around? No, no, no. I'll just assume he is. Okay, rookie from the Phoenix Suns. Um, don't know much about him, but he went to Illinois. Um, his surname is like fight, but it's not fight. It's a word that means fight or, or a contest. Phoenix rookie. It means a fight or a contest. There was a player, John, with this surname as well. Okay, we're talking about Kenny Battle. I was referencing John Battle, right? There was a John Battle, wasn't there? Wow, Kenny Battle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Atlanta Hawks, John Battle. Yeah. Wow, Kenny Battle. Yeah, I wouldn't have got that one even with a few more clues. <laughs> you, you just mentioned this guy who played for our Hawks. He went to the same college as Xavier McDaniel and Rashad Tucker. Yeah. Oh, Cliff Larrison, yeah. Nice. And, um... What do you call it? Um, Fred Austin Van Reeves. Vliet and um, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Austin um, Reeves, okay, yeah. the Phoenix oh. Suns head coach during this period. No, Stu Jackson. Yeah. Oh, Stu. Um, number thirty-four from the Nets, really underrated forward who could just score points um, and rebound the basketball at a high level. Um, played with alongside. Uh, Played alongside Armand Gilliam. Gilliam. He's got the same name as a South African cricket player. Um. Think of Sydney King's blonde nineteen mm. nineties player with a with a with a with a mushroom haircut. His name was Tim Who. Yeah, so think of the second name. Yeah, Morrissey. Nets. Um, Chris Morris. Yeah. Oh, Chris Morris. Yeah, yeah. Of course, the backboard breaker himself. Yeah, yeah I should. So have. Okay, all right. Um, Dallas Mavericks number forty. <laughs> I'm not Mario, but I'm someone else. Um, Big man, seven foot two. I'm not Mario. Another King's reference, 40. but I'm someone else. James Donaldson, yeah, yeah. He was a big boy, wasn't he? What's his weight? Seven two two seventy five. So I think what Duckworth oh, was seven foot two eighty. Yeah. I I believe he's a, a rest yeah. in peace as well. I'm pretty sure. Um, James Donaldson, NBA. Yep. So is that the pack? So tell us again those guns at the start of the pack. Sean Kemp, Michael Jordan, James Worthy, Kevin McHale, John Stockton, um, Bill Ambier. Stu, uh, um, Michael Jordan. Yeah, so Michael Jordan. I said Michael Jordan, right? So Lambia, Stockton, McHale, Worthy, yeah. Jordan, Kemp, Phil Jackson. Wow. Um, yeah, that's pretty much. Yeah, 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 yeah. A couple of no names. I'd say out of ninety-nine episodes, that be yeah, a, might be a most star, yeah. started pack. I think that one. A um, little bit on James um, Donaldson Woods. He is still alive, so my apologies. Um, he's also oh, born yeah. in England, which I don't think I knew as well. So apparently he was a military brat. And he was born yeah, that's what it says on the back of this card as well. These cards were so informative on the back as well. Had a little blurb about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, were. Yeah. You could learn a bit about him, right? Yeah. Nice, nice. Well, what a pack, right? That was very impressive. Well, 
No, it's been a fun show again, Woods. Um, we'll just uh, go to the outro now. So, as I mentioned at the start, you know, thanks for everyone that's um, been with us throughout this journey. We're approaching, I think, 3,000 subscribers now on YouTube, which is just a, an overwhelming yep. number, Woods, a lot more than probably we'd thought. And really appreciate all the, you know, positive feedback and good vibes we get each week and people wondering when the show's coming out, if we're running late, all those sort of things. So, please continue to follow and subscribe on YouTube. Of course, where you listen to audio podcasts as well. Um, we can be followed on Twitter. As I said, I'm going to call it X next year. At Throwbacks Hoops. On Instagram, throwback.hoops. And our email address, throwbackhoopspodcast at gmail.com. Um, also, Patreon. If you want to support us, we'd really appreciate that. Um, Patreon.com uh, slash throwbackhoops. Um, why don't we um, maybe tease the audience a little bit, Wood? So we're going to do the 100th show. We don't know when it's going to be yet. We're sort of working on the logistics of that. Um, that'll probably be the last show that I'd say we'll drop before Christmas. You know, given we're two weeks away, we'll drop this 100th show and then we'll pick it back up after Christmas. But what are you, um, what are you sort of looking to do in this 100th show? Yes, yeah, Alala, so who's been our producer from the early days, is going to come and host the show and take us through some of the best memories we've had. Mm-hmm. And we're going to you know, pick a few memories ourselves. Yeah a couple each, and then Lala's going to pick a couple each, and we're going to look at a, a few clips from previous episodes or listen to a few clips from previous episodes and comment on those moments that meant a lot to us yep. um, and uh, just reminisce mm-hmm. on um, some of the good times we've had across this almost three years now, right? So, yeah. 100% Woods, and we will sort of give a bit of a shout-out next week to, to some of the people that have been on, but I guess it's a good opportunity now for those that have you know, maybe missed some early episodes that we've done, Woods. I'm not going to read out all the names, just a couple of names that we've had on, right? We'll talk about this again next week, but of course there's some really big names. There's Andrew Gaze, Michelle Timms. Um, we've also got pretty much everyone that's on ESPN, whether it's Liam Santamaria, um, Jack Heverin, um, we've got uh, Kane Pittman, and then we've got guys, you know, NBL um, lifers like Body Nodge. Um, you know, we've mentioned, um, you know, we've had Brad Rosen on the show, the show before, um, you know, Matt McQuaid. Adam Ballinger. Guys that have been around ages, you know, we've had... Adam Ballinger, um, TJ, Terry Johnson, AJ Ogilvie, um, Rashad Kelly. Um, so they're all, we've had Lauren Nicholson, one of our favourites there. So we've had a lot of, you know, big names on there. Um, Jacob you know, Jacobus. You know, people like, you know, Bob Turner. Yep, Jacob Jacobus. And we've had a lot of these people that are doing podcasts that we love and support so much, whether it's, you know, uh, Joe Corr, um, you know, Andrew Canyon, of course, the sport blokes there, um, you know, Jackson McDonald, all these sort of guys. Squin, Jacinta. A few there, but yeah. Squin, shout out to Jacinta. The basketball well, blokes. Obviously. So, yeah, really big. Yeah, yeah. yeah, basketball blokes as well. So, really big list. So, if you haven't sort of seen some of those episodes, go back and look in the you know the archives there and watch a couple of them. But, yeah, looking forward to, to bring our 100th show next week and looking forward to our next 100 as well. It's been an honor, man, to do this with you. And just, to, just to be clear, what's the date now? We're looking at the 11th. Yeah, I don't think we'll... I think we won't have an episode out till right? after yeah. the... Tw- 23rd sometime, right? So it'll be about two weeks between this episode and the next one, wouldn't it? Yeah. Possibly so. By the time we get this one and get it edited, there will be yeah. a bit more editing involved with this one. So, yeah, look, if we're not out before then, certainly wish everyone and their loved ones a, a happy and safe Christmas there. And, yeah, can't wait to do it all again. Um, yeah, big, uh, peace out and shout peace, out to guys. the Frodo Coop crew.